Welcome to the team. That's a good one. I know. Uh, my name is uh, T-Rex. I am joined here with... Lucky Stiff. How are you doing today, T? I'm good. Uh, uh, we're we're taping a double, so the drinking has just started. And then we have a, a drag matinee after this. So, yeah. What's new with you? Uh, not much. I just uh, taught, like, a five-hour performance art class. So I'm feeling very, like, weird and ritualistic. Yeah. And some strange headspace. Somebody, like, wrapped themselves in brown paper like it was a sari and, like, danced around the hallway. Somebody... chopped up a bunch of Altoids and shoved them into their mouth and pretended like their teeth were falling out. It was really cool. Oh, God. And afterwards, she was, like, walking around with her mouth open because it was on fire from all of the Altoids. I was like, you didn't think about this, did you? And she was like, "Uh uh-uh. The white nonsense jumped out. Truly. (laughs) My people. I really liked it. I know, your people, you love performance (laughs) art. You do. You're a secret performance art stan. Um... All right. Good talk. We are good talk. Uh, <laughs> we are joined uh, by a, a returning guest today. Uh, she just moved here from Miami. She moved here three days ago. Miss Toto is back. Hi, y'all. What's up? Hola, mis amores. <laughs> How are you? Hola, mis amores. ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> Do you want to see my QQ? Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, what brought you to Chicago? Well, number one reason is to be close to my family. Like, I felt like living in Miami was so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, second reason is I love Chicago. Like, third yeah. reason, as someone who right. moved here from Florida, is you're looking for a reason to move out of Florida. Because I hate <laughs> Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, 100%. I do declare. Yeah. That's true. Toto came in in a tank top and was like, does anyone have a sweatshirt? I'm was, cold. What are you doing? I own two pair of pants, and I can't find one of them. So I'm doing great <laughs> oh, this week no. and really doing great. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are also joined for the first time. Uh, she's going to be in uh, our show tonight, so brought her in a little early. All the way from Milwaukee, star of RuPaul's Drag Race. This is me doing like a really dramatic. Yeah, I know song. you're really RuPaul's rolling. Drag Race. <laughs> the fabulous, my sister. <laughs> That's like the ultimate scam at a drag show when a girl's like the fabulous, the marvelous. It's like, do you even know who's next? <laughs> like she's just You're trying to jog her memory. Yeah. Legit uh, me at any viewing party. <laughs> James Mansfield is here. Hi, everyone. And that's the most you're getting out of that because I'm not doing that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, isn't it really hard to maintain that voice? Um, I didn't think it would be until I did Provincetown. That Mm. kills you. Like, every single night having to do that voice, I was hoarse for, like, a good couple weeks. Yeah. Did you have one of those face steamer things and just, like, sit in there and live your life? Oh, I love those. Legit. You just have somebody sit on your face, and it's not fine. <gasps> I'm that kidding. sounds great. I'm kidding. Oh. As long as they're nice and steamy down there, and you really like open up all those pores. <laughs> I would never do that in Provincetown. There's too many things floating around in that right. water. <laughs> uh, so what's new with you? I am currently in Chicago. I just returned from a long LA tour. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> it was fabulous. I came there to escape the weather, and when I got there, it was like 40, 50 degrees. Like this is bullshit. What the fuck? <laughs> You're wrong. This is not what. Oh, and LA is there, I'm sure now. was like freaking out. I'm sure LA was like, "What the fuck is this?" They're fully walking around like scarves and yeah. down yeah. 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 bubble jackets. That's like, like you, Mary. You. <laughs> you look attacked. I'm like, uh, it was what 60 degrees last week in Florida, and I'm like, ooh, I'm like in my winter jacket, yeah. like, getting ready. No, it's. I would describe it as like everyone's like it was like 60 and everyone's wearing long johns and like all of their Aeropostale hoodies like on top of each other because that's the most they have and they're all just like shaking. There would be like cold weather warnings. They would like 
oh, it was like 55 degrees. They would like open up the shelters and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody's huddling like, together were, like penguins. If there was ice like on your window in the morning because there was like a light freeze at night, <laughs> people, oh, the, like the roadways were shut down. It was wild. <laughs> Here I'm like walking out in my gauchos. Like, okay. I'm sure you fully know the entitlement of it is just the power you feel when you get to say to somebody who lives in California, like, you don't know what cold yeah. is. Yeah. It's true. I think Hilbert's I know. A, now, now I've learned what cold yeah. is of three days. <laughs> like, those birds would come down and be wearing And it's been like, getting warmer. Shorts in, in like, 60-degree weather. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And yeah. I'm like, what privilege? I just think of that <laughs> photo of that woman in, like, Iceland or something, and she's literally up to her waist in, like, icy lake water, and she's got gloves and a hat on but a bikini top, and she's holding a sledgehammer because she's breaking up the ice so she can swim. And I'm like... I can't, I just don't have that kind of constitution in me. I just don't. It's not a thing. I'll be inside eating grub hub. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, shall we get it started? Let's. All right. It's me. Uh, I'm not sure if this is Elisa or Eliza. E-L-I-S-A. Say Elisa. Elisa from Chicago. How has drag made you think about or reconsider body image slash positivity and self-esteem? Toto. (laughs) I'm like, damn, I don't know. So I think... Out of drag. For those who don't know, Toto's yeah. a bodybuilder. I'm a bodybuilding she drag to her ears. woman. Yeah. Um, but I would say out of drag, I tend to be more like, not reserved at all. At all. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say more on like the dress down, like I want to be like low key as like present presentation. But then in drag, it's like I want to get all that out. I want to mm-hmm. be like the most extravagant, mm-hmm. glittery bit. I take up as much space as possible. Like you're knowing yeah. I'm going to be here. Yeah. Then, and I feel like that ties into just my self-esteem because I, if I didn't have Miss Toto to do that, I would in uh, angst, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that, but having, like, somewhere to put that yeah. has, I think, made self-esteem in both go up, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes <laughs> yeah. sense to me. I think that's totally true. Yeah. What about you, James? Um, as far as my like feelings on body positivity, I started with burlesque, so like that was a huge. Oh, you deal. did. Like yeah, super okay. cool. It was such a like boylesque, or you started in drag burlesque. I was doing drag show. My drag shows were burlesque shows, basically, mm. where you're performing for all of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, most of the time, actually. But no, like body positivity was a huge thing there. And as far as drag goes, like I love it because it's more a recent thing now. Where like. Just loving your bodies without titties or padding or anything like that, like just showing it all off. And I mm-hmm. love that John Waters quote where it's like, if you have big roles, you know, decorate it, you know, do something really yeah. beautiful with it or accentuate it. Like that's what Divine always did. He mm-hmm. took something that was unsavory and water. made it sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Divine was so sexy, like just radiating it. That like little, um, I forget if this was in, I think this was in Female Trouble. There's like that little tiny thong like fringy bodysuit and just like shimmying yeah. <laughs> ah so good yeah well even with Toto like even the opposite direction when you're very muscular what I like about her drag is that she'll often she won't cover her arms or anything you see full abs and everything like mm-hmm. she's a muscular lady yeah I think that ties into just how I perceive femininity and it's like putting a lot of people want to put drag in a box of being like this is what being feminine is and I'm like mm-hmm. Just because I have muscles doesn't make me any less feminine or less of a drag queen than someone who doesn't. Like, there are ladies out there that compete that are much more muscular than I am. Yeah. Like, like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, and are some of the most girly feminine women you'll ever meet. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> um, was there, like, a change when you started doing burlesque and doing drag and, like, how you kind of viewed yourself and... Well, I grew up chubby, so, like, it was a weird window to, like, welcome that whole idea of it's okay to be bigger, bad. 
Yeah. So to be able to go out there and just show like every role is beautiful and all like yeah. it's empowering and it's a whole new thing that like changes your mindset as far as performance and everything goes like you think more about it and you think more about like your padding and things like that just things that accentuate your figure and mm-hmm. things that may not look so good. Yeah. Like you learn so much more about your body and I feel like that's important is learning your body and learning to like certain aspects of it. Yeah. And knowing, you know, exactly when you're an entertainer, what's flattering to everyone else's eyes too doesn't yeah. hurt <laughs> to think yeah. about too. No, totally. I, I do Walk think that, line. that yeah. there has to be, yeah, like you can love yourself, but you have to also know that, you know, there are certain Someone's watching you, Mary. Right. It's your fantasy, eye. but there's an audience member standing there yeah. looking at you and all they have is like the physical thing that you're presenting to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. it's weird it's like the weird line to walk because we are in the business of show and part Mm -hmm. of show is looking your best yeah and your definition of best may not be you know jane from pensacola's definition (laughs) yeah yeah i think it also ties into your your own personal art because sometimes it's like well i have this piece that i want to get out but then also you're an entertainer so it's like this like is this performance for me or am I trying to pay my light bill because like if I need to put on some Ariana and Beyonce because that trip up here was a little expensive I'm going to make my money versus doing something that's strictly for you that people may not like I get so sick of hearing they don't understand me and this is my art it's like it's your job as an entertainer to make them understand Mm -hmm. you so you can do a lot of the things that you're currently doing but maybe you're not packaging it correctly but uh, you know maybe you just need to not be doing drag maybe you need to be doing art in a go rent a gallery right. space or start like show. you know because, start a show yeah you're do the, something yourself like you said you're in the business of show <clears throat> and you're trying to make money off of what you're doing so you can say i'm trying to express myself as much as you want but are you trying to pay your bills with it because that's not working a strong part of being an entertainer that i think a lot of people will miss out on when they're first starting out is being able to read a room mm-hmm. if the audience isn't digging it maybe yeah. you should amp it up or yeah. add something to it, try and make it a little more palatable. To certain venues, especially, like, I used to do Hamburger Mary's a lot. Yeah. That's not the venue you bring your 16-minute art piece to. Yeah. <laughs> that is your full-on, as I call it, for lack of better words, your whore gig. Yeah. yeah. You're pulling out, you know, all of your top 40 hits because mm-hmm. it's about the dollar. Yeah. And you have to be, you have to go into something not just saying, I'm fierce, I'm fierce, they're going to love me. You have to be able to look at yourself and go, this flopped, this did good. Don't yes. make that joke anymore. Yeah. Make more of this. Like, you have to evaluate yourself at the end of all of these gigs, especially when you're first starting yeah. so that you can go all right here's we need to take some notes not these oh i just see the kids with the facebook status it's like you don't understand my art but it's not for you i'm like then stay home then like, do it online yeah. or mama something. like i don't know like come on I like know. stop being so aggressive at an audience who just like point blank didn't like what you did and the thing that works for other people totally great may not work for you True. totally great i did a britney spears song one time and i haven't done it since <laughs> and it's not that like was it, it just lucky? What? Was it, it was not lucky. It okay, should have been lucky. I feel like you should do that. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> I feel like you should bring No, <laughs> I forget what I did, but it was just not right. And I felt it in the moment, and then I almost, like, ate my whole wig. <laughs> I was, like, flipping right. my head around. I was just like, we're never doing this again. Yeah. Never. But you have to, like, feel what feels good to you, what the audience seems to be responding to, and find some sort of happy medium. Otherwise, you know, do it for yourself in your bedroom. Yep. And record yep. it and put it online or something. Yeah, sure. The internet exists. Someone, the internet definitely exists. <laughs> yeah, but also know that you're putting yourself out there to uh, possibly get critiques from people. So, you know, when you get those critiques, be prepared. You know, like if you're putting it on YouTube, 
Just stay out of the comments if you don't want to know. Slam. You know what I mean? But yeah, we are uh, putting ourselves out there. So yeah, be it's prepared true. to fucking take hits every now and then. That part of being an artist is learning how to take a critique, mm-hmm. 100%. and learning how to take something that's constructive and peeling out, like basically <laughs> taking, picking, choosing what you think is yeah, like what helpful for you. Take an insult if you get insulted, and take the factual from it, and try to remove the emotional from it. Like, mm-hmm. wow, fuck that guy. Like, how dare he? Like, are they trying to hurt your feelings? Or are they really being like, girl, you need to work on this? Yeah. Or if it really hurt your feelings, find the comedy in that, turn it around, and use it against them again. Right. Put it in your show. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so body see. positivity. Good yeah, job, right? team. Exactly. Here we, we go. Did back, we did it. Back at it. I know. No, it's there's a whole other side of it, too. Like, I, I know that a lot of drag performers are gender nonconforming or trans, and so, like, existing in one kind of a body and then being able to, like, change that body or present it in a different way or recontextualize it or whatever. Like, I have had conversations downstairs at Drag Matinee with queens who are like, oh, you're lucky that you don't have to pad. And I'm like, well, this is the only, like, three minutes of my life where I feel comfortable in the body that I've been given. So, like, it's the rest of my life that I'm, like, squishing shit down and, Mm -hmm. like, de-padding and, like, doing all of that stuff. So, really, I'm doing more drag in my everyday life Mm -hmm. than I do on stage. But, like, having that shift really helps. So, like, it's definitely made me happier about my body in real life and on stage. Yeah. Yeah. I was so much more feminine in my everyday life before I started drag. I used to have my nails painted. I used to put (laughs) lashes on, go to the club, and wear my little dress and my whatever. And then I was, like, (laughs) I was just... Yeah, I mean, there was a point where I was like, I didn't really know totally. Maybe I am trans or genderqueer, whatever. I I didn't really know what it was. I was just like, let's ride this wave and see what happens. And then I found drag, and it was like, this is my outlet for that. And it's not like an all-the-time thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah, and then like I got like really butch with my looks. Not now. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) this is is toned down. I'm wearing like butch butch overalls under my new sweater. Yeah, you've got I like think, baseball sneakers on. I think I'm what we think is butch is probably not butch by anyone. <laughs> no. like, like, go to the mall and people will be like, "Bitch, you're all gay." Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like I was at the gym today and I'm like, my shorts are cut up to my booty cheeks and I'm like, I definitely am not passing today. <laughs> I'm not straight passing. They're gonna. Yeah, know. it's yeah. true. Shall I do the next one? I think you should. Tara from Pensacola said, uh, what advice would you give to campy queens, especially in an area that mainly has pageant and pretty girls? James? Oh, okay, I get the campy queen question. What (laughs) what makes you think that? (laughs) Just assumed my drag? (laughs) No, I hate that joke, by the way. It's like the worst joke What, did you just assume my drag? It's like the one thing says people have, like the only joke they ever fucking get. Did you just assume? Oh, oh, yeah. But I fall into using it all the time. But no, (laughs) as far as drag goes and campy drag, it was how do you... What was the question? (laughs) Uh, What advice do you have to campy queens that live in areas that are mainly pageant or pretty girls? Um, I will say this. As a drag queen coming up from Milwaukee, where it's a predominantly pageant-heavy place when I started... The don't knock the value of pageants Period. and knowledge 100%. you can get from it. 100%. I learned a lot from pageant girls. Like, when I first started doing my first gay club, one of the ways I learned how to paint before YouTube tutorials was you ran drinks for the girls in the back room, mm. and you got to sit back there and watch and them you paint. you stood behind them and stared at them while they do their face. And heaven mm-hmm. forbid you take your phone out, because they will snap at you until you get out. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's still such a good idea, though. Like, I learned so much. Yes, YouTube is amazing, but I learned so much from sitting next to people and literally watching the movement of their body as they're doing it. Yeah, and working, like, learning how to dress people and things like that it helps you, like, assess things to yourself. And as 
as far as it goes, one of my drag mothers, Rudy D'Angelo, who's sadly not with us anymore, one of her gigs, she said, Mama, I love that you do the comedy. That is beautiful. No one does that here. But you can be pretty, too. <gasps> that was what... That's real. That is what Kim Chi said to me. She said, yeah, I get that you're trying to be funny, but why are you trying to be... It's almost like you're trying to be ugly or something. You know, it's like... <laughs> it's like you can be both things. Yeah, you can have both. And I will yeah. say... You cannot deny the power of beauty. And the beautiful thing about beauty is that the definition is different for everyone. Yeah. But if you have a glamorous look, that can really save you in some tough situations. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Drag goes. We all have that one pooch around number. Where oh, we yes. Know at brunch, we're going to come out and be beautiful in a gown. And you can rest your feet from the dance number you just did. Yes. Like, the power of beauty is really cool. And I like that because, I don't know, I feel more empowered. Like, my drag was very a clowny sort of start out with the goofy makeup and the blonde hair. And when I slowly started to learn how to do my makeup and how to pad, how to do all this, yeah. it starts with stubbornness. You say, I don't want to learn all that. I don't need that. Yeah. But it's really just making excuses to not want to so, get better and stay mm-hmm. in the same Yeah, way. it's mm-hmm. a lack of education. Mm-hmm. That's you learn it and go, fuck, I look fucking <laughs> stupid for the first like, couple of years. Legit. Terrible. Like, yep. Yeah. Like TBT everything I said, I wigs. I'm sorry. right? I was gonna say so everything that I said I was not gonna do. Yeah. Here I am doing. Yeah. I was like, I'm never gonna shave my beard. I'm never gonna cover my brows. I'm never gonna pad. And now I have like hips out to the walls, and like <laughs> I can't have facial hair. I feel itchy. It's like so weird. You have to allow yourself to open up and like dive into the stuff that makes you uncomfortable. I've said it before. Like one of my first gigs was at uh, Scarlet, and they had themes every week, and they would tell us like. Tuesday and it would be like Friday was theme day and you just fucking made it up. I dressed like fucking Oscar the Grouse, <laughs> just like fucking like all this weird shit. And then you, through that, you you gotta figure out what works for you. But don't be afraid to try new things and I and stay away from that. Well, I just don't do that. I, that's just not what I do. Like just try it once. And yeah, you try will it. You probably look. prove yourself wrong. You know. That, and I don't think people understand that camp doesn't necessarily mean ugly. No, or yeah. funny like. Mm-hmm. Pretty can be camp, too. Like, look at the starlets from the 50s. They're overdone to the house. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that heightened, ironic lens on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, yeah, do you have any advice? I would just say just keep doing what you're doing. As If, if camp is your, you're set to it, this is you. Yeah. If you keep doing it, people are going to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Like, in Miami, what, literally when I started, like, three years ago, there was no campy queens. There were no, like, weird queer queens. It was all pageant. But what kind of happened is they started realizing that there are all this little group of weird campy queens. Yeah. And the pageant the pageant girls kind of took us under their... Well, the one specifically, her name's Athena Dion, is my mother. She literally was like, these people have something going on. Right. And I literally sat in her drag room just week after week, and I'm doing, like, little club kid looks and stuff, and (laughs) I would just watch her paint Mm -hmm. over and over. And she was never weird or abrasive about it, but it's like, they'll see that and see that you're trying to learn Mm -hmm. and kind of bring it in and embrace it, opposed to being like, this is weird and I hate this. Because especially if, if there are a lot of you, there's power in numbers. And as these queens get older, as I get older, I'm like, all these young little bitches, they need to, mm-hmm. <laughs> they need to stop. They keep multiplying. And <laughs> then you realize you can't fight it. So no, it's like, no. you just got to embrace it. So if there are a lot of you, just keep going and yeah. it'll work out. The more you do it, the more that there's a good chance that someone's going to be in the audience. And this happens so many times to me and go, oh, my God, like, I think I want to try this. Like, and slowly you you build the people that want to come see you all the time, want to do drag with you, just, like, go out there and fucking do it and mm-hmm. find them. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, like, don't be afraid to evolve. 
Yeah. That's the thing. Like Changing is totally a good thing. I remember watching, it's completely unrelated, but sort of related. I watched this documentary of, like, old lady wrestlers. And <gasps> there was two sections of it where one of the sections were bitching about how the, young, the newer generation, they don't take it seriously. They're trying to show off themselves. And there's another section of older women that said... What you do is if you want to survive in this business, you evolve with it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I like, agree that. I apply that to my drag. Like, if you want to succeed, you go with what's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because someone else is going to get that paycheck if you're refusing to do it. And mm-hmm. if, you know, if tastes are changing, then what's the point of refusing to change? Yeah. You just be really lonely. Boring. And- so boring. With sad with your Grubhub alone. Yeah. Well, I'll Sponsored still be by Grubhub. <laughs> you don't be want to be bitter, you. darling. You could be any flavor in this world. Why would you want to be salty? <laughs> True. Um, you want to do the next one? I will. Hold, please. <laughs> Rebecca from Wheaton. Traditionally, performers hate an audience that films the show. What? Mm, I don't think so. Not oh, but you have praised... Be- Hang on, I didn't okay, read, okay. I didn't read the back, end of the sentence. Back. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got caught up. Uh, traditional- Here, let's try that again. Traditionally, performers hate an audience that films the show, but you have praised people for videoing and posting local drag. Where is the line between supporting the queens and interfering with the experience? When do you think it's appropriate? If Just don't, like, get... Put it up in everybody's face. you're... Flash is on and you're in the front row and I can't see past you, you're annoying. Yeah. So that's really the logistical issue on my point is that I can't fucking pay attention to anything because you have your fucking... I'll just yell, turn the fucking flash on. Right. But if we're taking a picture together, yes, flash is fine. Always. But otherwise, the spotlight should be on the stage so you don't need to turn your flash on. Uh, mm-hmm. beam. Jesus. <laughs> fucking blind me. So rough. Um, so yeah, people strongly overestimate the power of their phone flash. Yeah. Oh, right. Like it's, you're not doing, help, you're not helping anything, honey. No, <laughs> you're making it worse. I think uh-huh. it's fine. I was like, and I say this every time I have the mic. I'm like, you can be recording, you can be tipping, and if you want to be texting, being on Grinder, doing whatever you're doing, take yourself to the back row because there's someone who wants that spot that you have in the yeah. front row. This literally happened at like a party I did Saturday. The boy, I fully saw him. Second row, texting. And I didn't catch it till like, fifth show in, and people were like, the, the girls were in the, the green room, they were like, oh, we were waiting until you saw it. And then we heard when you saw it, because we <laughs> heard you on the mic. And it's just so disrespectful, because, like, as a performer, you take so much time and effort and money to get on stage for, like, a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. So just give us your attention, whether that's via your phone, because you're recording, because you love it, yeah. or just by looking. Like, just give us the attention that... Or, or take your ass to the back. That's yep. fine. Right. Like, I'm not mad if you're in the back texting because I can't see you through this bright-ass light. Yeah. Like, we're, like <laughs> it's fine. It is yeah. fine. Yeah. I think interfering with the experience is the right way to put it because if somebody... Like, if they're just, like, filming their child's birthday party, if you're, like, in the front row acting like right. that, then you know you're doing it wrong. <laughs> if, you, if you're filming it for posterity or because you want to show your friends that aren't there what they're missing, then that's totally different and you'll behave differently anyway. Yeah. You won't be doing that thing. Is it for you or are you trying to, like extend the experience in a cool way. Do performers really not like an audience that films the show? I think that's a theater thing that uh, they're referring to. Yeah. Because they make all those drag announcements. Is different. Drag yeah. Is different. So and also maybe you're going to like a Murray and Peter show or a Voss show where they're saying, please don't post this because you know ev- every city that mm-hmm. you go to, they get the same performance. So they, right. they don't want you to go on and like you know, spoil a whole roast or whatever. And so I think that's, that's what it is for theater, too, is yeah. because the show doesn't change. Right. But, like, drag is so locally, ephemeral. Like yeah. Locally, like, post, post me. it, tag mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Literally tag, tag me. Tag me, please. Yeah. So yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I'll repost you. Right. Yeah. It's so rare that we have the budget or the time or even sometimes the talent to record the shows. Like, it's just not worthwhile all the time. So it's your videos are literally what we're reposting and, like, 
to the content and the record. I like to go back and look at them and be like, did I fuck up? Like, how'd I do? Right. Do the recap. Yeah. Yeah. So post us, tag us. Just don't be annoying. (laughs) Uh, That's the end of every conversation. Don't be be annoying. I'm fucking annoying. (laughs) All right. Uh, From Brandon from Chicago, uh, what's one thing you miss doing uh, that doing drag doesn't allow you to do anymore or as frequently? Where do I... Pull the list out. <laughs> Where like, would you start? Sleep. Mm. Sleep. Like, sleep is really uh, not a thing anymore. Like, naps are. Like, if I can get a nap, <laughs> yeah. that'd be great. But sleep, I definitely miss. Mm-hmm. Dating, I definitely um, miss that. Yeah. Like, yeah. dating, meaning... Dating's hard for you? Yes. I haven't had a man in, like, four <clears throat> years. Um, I think it's not, it's not because of, I don't... Well, it's not. I think it's not because of the drag, but who knows? Uh, but I think it's just I literally am <laughs> such in a space of like, if you aren't like quick on it, like I have a gig, I have this, I have this, I have this, and if our timelines are not matching up, I literally don't yeah. care. You're a <laughs> businesswoman. Like I can't be bothered with you. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. Like yeah. I don't really actually do. I miss that. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. It's just something that. <laughs> are you like until you get it to, again? You'll know. Are you trying <laughs> to like date someone? No. Right. I'm good. But I'm like that's I'm something. I'm trying that, to get it in. Like hello. Get it in. <laughs> and I'm new on the scene. My grinder profile is like <laughs> highlighted. At the top. Yeah. So they know I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've had a boyfriend for how long, James? Going on five years now. <gasps> We're like gay married now. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> not actually or physically, because I'm not taking his student loan debt. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm not that's absorbing real. that. Just re- I just remembered mine. I need to take a minute. <laughs> Trigger. Oh, God. Uh, is there anything that drag uh, has, like, limited you from doing that you can't do anymore? Top of my list, probably having eyebrows. Mm. Oh. I miss my eyebrows. You have eyebrows? No. They're so good. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> You're a few in, that's why. You just finished that whole thing. <laughs> no, I've noticed like that the like, numbers. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> what? But I miss having eyebrows. It's like all small shit. Or like I honestly, it's all kind of like weird show busy kind of gripes. Like mm-hmm. I sometimes find myself reflecting like I miss the life I had before I was known by people. <laughs> <laughs> But I, then you think about it, I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't fucking work at Sephora again. Oh, God, yeah. I don't like when I go to a show and someone goes like, what, you don't like it? Because I'm just watching the show making not a smile because I'm just watching a show. And then they're, like, looking at me, a drag queen who books shows, kind of being like, so you don't like it? You don't? Do you like it or not? You know? It's like I miss being able to just fucking stand there and watch a fucking show without having to put on a performance of, like, I am enjoying the, you know? Yeah. That's so, me. Sometimes I'm performing. <laughs> the show watching them just so like they don't think I'm that person right. like, like yeah it's like yeah do I I mean if I'm in the front I'll try to definitely keep a smile on but sometimes I'm just not paying attention and you know <laughs> yes oh, we're at work oh, oh so hard TMZ at my house every day oh yeah a privilege yeah I miss not having glitter in my house that's a thing yeah how dare <laughs> it's just a part of you I, now you should accept it I know I don't miss working retail I don't mm-hmm. miss like Having to answer to the man. Man. <laughs> like, I don't miss that. I miss the hair from my hairline that traction alopecia is taking. Yes. I oh girl. Am it's too real. Is that, is that I'm like wearing <laughs> wigs? Is that what that means? Yeah, like gluing wigs to my head. Yeah. Oh. Or like stuff rubbing on heavy head pieces like rubbing on. Oh them. yeah. That's why I have bangs right now. Yeah. I, like I thought I was balding for a second and then I stopped gluing my wigs down and but then now I'm back because I've just been doing too many like hair flips. <laughs> so I was just asking my barber to like 
Take it back a little bit. Help me out a little bit here. I need a little space. (laughs) Your hairline will soon start all the way back. Literally. (laughs) I'm just going to go bald soon. That sounds great. I guess. I think it'll be good. <laughs> I'm going to do that soon. Mm-hmm. We're going to do, like, a sister like, pact? Like, we'll do it together? Right. <laughs> to, yeah. Next Fra- on Facebook Live. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to do the final one? I do. I feel like we're speeding through these. Mm. Oh, listen. It's from Chicago Drag Love. Oh, and a shout-out to Chicago Drag Love. Absolutely. Who, for those of you who don't know, they... We've been needing something like this for a long time. They're a group of girls who come to as many shows as they can. They post every... Uh, every show weekly uh, on Instagram, Chicago Drag Love, and they uh, take videos, pictures. They do shout-outs from Man Crush Mondays and Woman Crush Wednesdays, and it's just a really good uh, resource for anyone who follows Chicago Drag because they're very efficient about it, and they have kept up doing it for... So consistent, yeah. Yeah, it's really fucking lit, and we've needed something like that because sometimes I'll just go on there and be like, what's tonight? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, because yeah. there's drag shows all over the city that you don't always like know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They're on their shit. And they're great. Their calendars are great. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what are some short-term and long-term goals you have for your drag? That's a big question. <sighs> James? Mm, I was actually supposed to meet with my manager before this to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> what are your short-term goals? Short-term goals? I'd like to get my wig business off the ground more. Mm. Oh, yeah. Very cool. What that. are you calling it? It, at the moment, it's just James Mansfield Beauty. It's mm-hmm. simple. Something I can put on a tax form. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly just styling wigs at this point. Yeah. I'm not doing anything, but I'd like to get to a point where I have more of an on-stock supply. Because mm-hmm. it's just trying to figure out something for myself that I can do from home. Just in case, you know, anything happens to me, I can always use my hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, knock on wood. But <laughs> Your hands get severed Bleak. Next. Right. And now she has to use her toes. Right. <laughs> James Mansfield toe-styled wig. <laughs> Find your niche, mama. <laughs> oh, my God. That's disgusting. <laughs> I would wear a toe-styled wig. <laughs> but I, it's all weird. Like, I want to... It sounds so strange to say as a performer that, like, travels all the time. Like, I'd love to limit my traveling to just going out and doing one-woman shows mm. and do less and less of, like, the bar stuff. Yeah. I'd love to do that, and I'd love my YouTube just to explode more because that's what I really love doing is my YouTube stuff. Can you... Are, are you monetizing that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, okay. You're a fool if you're not. Yeah. Cause, well, it's kind of hard sometimes because they kind of say gay stuff is... Don't they... That was, like, a thing. Like, it's weird because, like, I called it out in one video and all of a sudden I got a huge spike in views. <laughs> like, oh, really? Maybe that algorithm caught up to me or something. Who knows? <laughs> but, like, as far as it goes, like, this just censorship is really hard to get around. Yeah. And sometimes with drag stuff, they censor weird things. Like, my breasts always get flagged. Even if it's just <laughs> cleavage. What? They flag it. And you have to, like, basically have it manually reviewed. It's annoying. And you're like, this is a breastplate. Women have boobs. Right, and I. So do I. (laughs) (laughs) I have boobs without this fucking plate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What are your long-term goals? Long-term goals, I would love to keep doing drag up until I'm 100. Are you going to stay in Milwaukee? Um, I don't know. I've played around with the idea of moving to Chicago, moving <gasps> hey. down to California. But every time I go to California, I like it less and less. Yeah, <laughs> I it, trust me as a former Californian. It's not. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's just the, it's the so weather is the only good thing. Yeah, it's so expensive. Yeah. Like I looked around, it's just like the rent for a bad apartment is. <laughs> what I would pay for like a luxury condo in Milwaukee. Oh my yeah. god, Milwaukee is so reasonable. It's insane. Like, you tell people your rent. Like, my rent is, like, when I started out, it was, like, $700. Ugh. They're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> and Wait, honestly, it's really not that expensive to live in Chicago at all. Either. It's not then, too bad. And in terms of big cities, like we are very competitive. Mm-hmm. We live here for not much money. You're kind of convincing me. I would love the luxury of moving to a place where I know, hands down, I'm the prettiest girl there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you in Duluth, girl. Smoke bomb. <laughs> I'm like, did she say this with me in the room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shots fired for sure. Toto, <laughs> uh, what are your short term goals? Okay, this is kind of wild. So my short-term goal was to move to Chicago, and I'm here. Okay. So that's like... You I, did it. Yeah, I did it. Um, I don't really have any short-term. I'm like, let me just yeah. not make anyone mad in Chicago my first, like, <laughs> six months here. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to roll up and be like, boom, I'm here, bitches. Like, <laughs> yeah. now what? No, I'm just trying to, like, take it slow, meet people, see the gigs, go out, just, like, learn the city yeah. Yeah. before I, like, swamp myself with other shit that I don't need. It, there's something so specific about moving to a new city. Like, the, it's such a great feeling, but it's also a terrifying feeling. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're lucky because you know so many people here. Like, when that I moved helps. here, I knew, like, no one. But I would just go out, like, before I had a job and just walk the streets. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to go walk from here to... I walked from, like, Lakeview to, like, downtown. Wow. Just because I was like, I need to see the lake. I need to see everything. I need to get my bearings. Like, it really mm-hmm. does feel good when you move into somewhere new yeah. to just see your city and look up and you know look around you yeah I'm no, figuring that's it out crazy. but that's yeah. the idea to not like just like blow up my spot like I'm just trying to take it easy and because I, I also moved from Miami so I could pull back from the stuff I was like bored of mm-hmm. like the weekly gigs over and over where you are Bingo. kind of forced that where you're kind of forced to be and what? drag my Bingo. Bingo gig what I was doing it for like four years so you're it's, it felt like it was every Wednesday. Had to get in dragon, even yeah. if I was like, I'm tired or like something. I, it was it was losing the fun. Yeah. Um, so so now you can yeah. kind of pick what you. One hundred percent. Like I'm doing what I want. Yeah. So I like that. Um, Long term, I want to start a celebrity death match here. Yeah. So I guess that could be short term. That could be short term. Short term. Yeah. I guess. Short term if you wanted enough. Right. And I just like remembered that I wanted that. Like <laughs> <laughs> talking about it. I would and travel it. I'm like I want it. Like. I want it around. We'll get, like, all these people involved. Because it's really cool in Miami seeing the type of stuff, like, that these people are doing. Like, there was a whole... We did a Romeo versus Juliet battle. They had choreography. Juliet started up on a balcony at the club. It was, like, it was so much. Like, and I want, like, the world to be able to see that and bring it around. So that's, I guess, a long-y short-term goal. (laughs) Long-y short-term You're going to start shows in Chicago? That's the only one I really want to do. Yeah. Like... I want to just keep seeing other people's shows and, like, doing those. But CDM is, like, my baby. That was a brainchild before, like, even really drag was an idea for me. I was like, I think it'd be really cool to do a show. And then I started doing drag. I was like, I can make this really happen. So now that it's done so well in Miami, like, I want to... And people in Chicago have reached out to me about it. Like, I want to do this party so bad. I'm like, well, let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where you would do it. I have ideas. (laughs) <laughs> Soho House has a flat That's literally yeah. what we talked about on the way Just up here. Flats? Flats also does. One of the Flats buildings does. But in Miami, we literally rent it. Like, oh. they come to the club, they build it, they literally hold the ring open what? for the performers to get in. Oh, they bring wow. a fog machine, and, like, they're great. Like, like, the guy, I have him on speed dial. I'm like, I'm having a meltdown. Can we have a party, like, in two weeks? Like, uh-huh. he's literally on speed dial. They're so great. That's incredible. Yeah. Would so they come up here? I don't oh. know. Right. I like really. I'm, oh, I'm sure there's something like that here. Yeah. Probably. Literally, on, me on Google for three weeks before the party. I'm like, <laughs> rent a wrestling ring in <laughs> Miami. Oh, they, they do have one here. I did a wrestling thing here. 
What? So she, you know, I she's know. Like super into wrestling. I know. That's why I was like, this is a good, a good match for us on this podcast today. <laughs> good match. Go up. I, I valeted for a wrestler here, a gay indie wrestler. And I will say, like, the one thing I never understood about the Celebrity Death Match thing, maybe you can answer this for me, I've never imagined performing on one in heels. It's, it's like walking on a mattress. It's literally really, really bouncy. Like, mm. if I do a trick, I have to brace myself because it's the floor is going to bounce me back. Wow. <laughs> it's, like, really scary. Oh, wow. But the good thing is you're... The, what I tell the people is, like, if you're wearing a heel, make sure that the diameter is bigger than a dime. Mm-hmm. So you're not puncturing the ring. And, like, they don't usually listen, but I also tell them, like, if you puncture the ring, it's, like, really expensive. So yeah. don't do that or stay on your toes. Because <laughs> like, I fully don't follow that rule either. But I also stay on my toes, so it's different. <laughs> it's different for me. Um, do you have any uh, short-term goals? My sh- What are my short-term goals? My short- They're small short-term goals. My short-term goals are to figure out my hair situation because it has fully <laughs> it's just teal. gotten... It's still teal. Uh, yeah. Teal. Oh, my human hair situation. How dare you? I was talking about wig. Okay, I was uh, like, what's wrong rude. with it? <laughs> I was like, there's nothing wrong with your hair. No, okay. no my like drag situation. Oh, okay. I was waiting to hear it all out. <laughs> I was like, I'm... We're having a celebrity death match right now. <laughs> Let's go. We pounced on her about the camera thing. I want you to get this whole thing out for sure. Uh, no, like like my wig situation. Like I I have I started out not wearing wigs and like painting my head and like styling my natural hair and like doing a lot of headpieces, mostly because I didn't have the money for wigs and also I was doing sort of a, a non-queenish thing. And then I like started slowly wearing hair and it was changing my look and I have never like sat down and been like okay like what are the actual shapes that I need like I've had conversations Kat Sass has done some of my wigs before and been like you look good in wide shapes and I'm like great but I've never had like a sit down and be like okay come to Jesus and figured it out and gotten rid of the old things and any suggestions James for wigs yeah, yeah like you're the should, expert what should uh Lucky do for wigs um I'd suggest maybe like a really Blunt bang, like I'm going all that the way down, sense. like lips, possible. <laughs> 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 I live. Was this come for Lucky Day? And nobody told me. Like I'm exhausted. Honestly, I would. I need to do. You'll see. You'll see. I'm gonna do it. That'll just be like, my next look. A little part for your lips, so you can lip sync. Like, I'll just hold them apart. <laughs> oh my god, let it coming go. out. <laughs> Close the bangs. Uh, <laughs> no, it. It needs I'm doing like, it. Thank you for that. Little curtain pulls where it's literally. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. You pull them apart. Pull them down. <laughs> Y'all are joking, but I'm gonna do this. I like it. I love it. Uh, long term. Yeah, I want that hotel show. We've talked Ooh, about it on the podcast. Show. Yeah, I want to in literally in a hotel room. You did a hotel show with me. That was a test. You're like one of three people that's seen that show. At first, I was very oh. scared. I was like, I might die. No, before you came in the room, I was scared. Because I'm, like, sitting in the bed. Y'all, I saw the show. It was so good. But I'm, like, in the bed. I'm like, I might die. Like, I can't hear anything. (laughs) My senses are off. (laughs) Yeah, you got the noise-canceling headphones on. I gave you snacks. I was going to say, but I had snacks and Angry Orchard. So I was, like, not that worried. I'm like, is this a warm-up for me to get murdered? Maybe. But (laughs) but it was so cool because I was also thinking as a performer how difficult it would be to keep keep one person's attention for an hour. Yep. And you did it. And I had the worst ADHD in the world. Success. Yeah, and I was, like... I didn't realize you'd seen that. Yeah. Yeah, It was one of the test audience members for the LA version. It, like, shook me. It literally did. So good. We've never had a debrief about it. Like, we talked afterwards, but but we were, like, talking about, like, drag con and, like, boys and whatever, but we never (laughs) talked about the show. That's awesome. I'm glad. Yeah, I want to do that, like, somewhere permanently in Chicago. That'd be super cool. Because I would say I'm not a tough audience, but, like, 
getting someone's attention with the amount of ADHD that I have oh, is me and you both. <laughs> like normally I'm like I'm running yeah. a thousand miles a minute and I was sitting on the bed and enjoying the show. Good just for me. Good. It's cool. So I you have no- so noise canceling headphones? Yeah. I don't know the full logistics of. Oh that. yeah. So yeah, I want to know what is the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I set it up like uh, whoever the audience member would be came into the lobby. It was at the Standard Hotel in LA. We not with their permission. We just like <laughs> rented a room and like invited friends. So yeah. it wasn't really. We didn't sell tickets or anything. Um, and. Uh, the audience member comes into the lobby. They get they meet a compatriot, a person like who is specifically designated. It was Trey in L.A. dressed all pretty, and um, uh, the attendant like hands them an envelope that has essentially what for like autistic audience members they call a social story mm. that like leads you through all of the things that's that are going to happen to you before you get before the show starts and sometimes when the show starts it's like it's going to be like this you're going to go to this elevator you're going to take the to this room yeah. someone will meet you there if you have any issues like and if you get lost we'll come and find you just come back down here <laughs> like literally spelling out all of the things yeah. that were going to happen so the person comes into the room there's like ambient music playing the shower is running um and in the standard they have like a big glass uh, wall and you can it's like sexy time look you can like look into the shower while your partner or whoever is like showering oh yeah so we had the shower going to steam it up so you couldn't see into the bathroom because that was where I was staying which I didn't know yeah <laughs> totally you can't see shadows like you can't see anything the person walks in sits down on the bed puts on the noise canceling headphones there's like ambient music playing in the room and the sound setup is so there's like a quiet speaker so I can hear what I'm doing and the noise canceling headphones are like the sound is super turned up so the person gets a full like experience mm. even though the person in the hotel room next door has no idea that yeah. it's happening um, and then it's like ambient music. They eat the snacks because they've been told they can. There's like yes. a, a cider and like a water bottle. So if you're not Cheez-Its drinking and, and Cheez-Its. Yeah, like kind of kid snacks to make you feel like you're about to like watch a movie or have a slumber yeah. party or something. And then the song clicks into like an intro song and then it's 55 minutes of music. And I start out in the shower and like wipe away the condensation and like start to lip sync. And then do the first couple of songs in that shower space a little bit separated and then like slowly it's like sneaking up on a cat you have to like make people comfortable (laughs) before the clown like descends on them and the other thing is that I never enter the audience's space they're on the bed it's said on the thing that I'm not going to enter their space Um, oh really so you're behind the shower the whole time no I come out but Uh, I don't like get on the bed I don't touch them love that the whole rest of the room is my playroom but the audience member's space stays like sacrosanct right until the very end and then they can choose whether to break that barrier or not and then after I broke f- it you did I broke you the super did <laughs> you were like come I was like okay <laughs> let's go to this bathroom yeah and that, then after an hour so you've cool. like developed trust you have been on this whole journey together wow. and then like I never speak after the final song I just like lead them out let them out the door and close it behind them and then I collapse on the floor in a fun oh, wow. jelly puddle like oh, an hour so of fun. straight like I, from both angles I was like this is crazy like I could not perform for a straight hour like a straight up straight through no breaks no. You can't sit behind and, like, rest your feet for an hour. No. And I was changing costumes. And hair. At least pieces. Costumes and hair in between every song. There was There's, like, little connecty bits um, in that are, like, breaks, but I'm, like, frantically changing during it. And lighting changes? There lighting, were lighting changes? Lighting changes. I used props in the room. There were colored bulbs and on lights in the room, and I would turn them on and off. Reactive LED tape. Like, it was a whole production. Wow. I didn't. I never got the whole run. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Somewhere there's, like, a Google Drive full of images and Snapchats from the people that 
you know, because we also encourage people to like post. Oh, so, yeah. All right. Would really you cool. ever consider like maybe after it's like run its course to maybe videotape that and put it somewhere? I like... super would. Yeah, I would definitely do that. It's hard to know how because do, like, you want to break. Something. That would be great. Yeah. Oh my god, I love, I love that. Talking I d- about VR here. I do though. <laughs> I think that there's so many interesting ways to incorporate like technology into drag that we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. Someday. So yeah, that's my big long-term goal right now is to get that show up somehow. I've been asking around, but the hotels are all scared. I feel like you just got to do it. Do you need someone to vouch for you? Like, I'll write a letter. <laughs> write a letter. I, I would will love write that. A letter. That would be amazing. Okay. Let's we'll do a really Yelp like or something so I can <laughs> Yelp review. review. I like it. I'm a Yelper. I have a lot of points. Do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. She's got opinions. I have she opinions about my service. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us one for Drag Mat now. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see how I feel after today. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> this might be the first Drag Mat that I remember. <laughs> oh my god! No promises. Yeah. No, right. It's I'm like you have pregame beforehand. You're gonna. That's usually the problem. Yeah. I go straight from pregame to drag matinee, yep. and someone's always visiting. Or it's usually me. Happy drinking. They're like, "Welcome to my to Sh- Miami. Woo. Welcome to Chicago." Okay. And I'm like, "No, no more. Yeah. Yes, more. No more." <laughs> Pour the bottle directly into my mouth. Right. <laughs> Every um, time. We'll get you drunk tonight, I promise. No! So yes. We'll do well. yeah. <laughs> you can drink what James is passing up. That sounds good. Basically, you I want can't your water. Drink <laughs> I want your water. Give me the water. It's tea, though. What are your short-term goals for drag? I don't even know short-term. I, I've just uh, gotten to a point where all the shows are just uh, head above water, mm. you know? Like, yep. <laughs> like, even, like, the smaller ones, like Plot Twist, uh, are, like, doing well now. Uh, and I'm just happy to keep it moving yeah which sounds so towny no but like i just i'm having so much fun in matinee but down the line my long term is definitely gonna be opening a bar at yep. some point in my life i'm looking i think at least in the next five years but i don't know i think about it constantly i'm always in my phone taking notes about how would i do this or like if i go to a bar and go i hated this i love this i hated this mm-hmm. just have that big list of things and one day a drag bar will pop up i believe it will on it yeah. What are you going to call it? Um, I'm not telling you. I T-Rex's that. Drag Emporium. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I have it all, like, planned out. So. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I've even, like, talked to some investors and things like that. Dang. Yeah, like, down the line. Progress. I kind of, like, know how what I want to do, so... That's Let's awesome. See what happens? Right now, I'm very happy with what I'm doing. So if I work for you and you're listening, I, don't worry, I'm not leaving anytime soon. <laughs> but, yeah. Don't fire me. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm not going off on my own just yet. But um, yeah. That was the last question. Uh, well, Aww. thank you guys for uh, joining us. Uh, uh, will you tell them, uh, tell the audience where they can find you? What's your social media and what shows you have coming up? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook and YouTube at the Miss Toto T H E M I S M E I S S dyslexia T H E M I S S T O T O and what do I have so tonight I have pregame the episode will not be then um, <laughs> um, right you um, missed it upcoming we have O M G Rihanna which is going to be so cool at Scarlet oh. hosted by Chloe Park and Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. And then I'm doing Plot Twist yeah. with you um, the following Monday. And then I go to Vancouver oh, for a week. Hey, oh, and I'm going to, like, go there. yeah, I'm going to get some tattoos and, like, smoke weed and hang out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got some other stuff coming up. But that's the, the most recent stuff. 
James. Oh, for me, you can always find me at <laughs> James Mansfield with a Y, J A Y M E S, on Instagram, sometimes Twitter, if anyone even uses that anymore. And <gasps> oh my God, Twitter. I love How dare? No, it's so boring. Oh no, you don't follow the right porn stars or the right comedians. I guess that's the case. Maybe. I'll send you some suggestions. I'm, I'm old fashioned. Absolutely. You should follow Not a Wolf. They're amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's this guy <laughs> pretending to be uh, not a wolf in a trench coat. Oh, my God. And he says many things about, like, normal human life, and then he always ends with, like, tearing things apart with his teeth or something. Like He's like, I'm definitely not a wolf. I anyway. followed, like, a not a cop one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On brand. <laughs> oh, I mean, my YouTube. Honestly, go to my YouTube channel. Subscribe. Please subscribe. Subscribe. Oh, another note for Toto. Make sure and follow her other profile. We've oh seen gosh. Toto doing squats. Yeah. <laughs> my, my boy page is at Rock Evans underscore. It's like fitness <laughs> and like my dog and like my body. Aye, aye, aye. Is there any shows you have coming up? Um, at the moment... I am going to be doing a lot of shows on YouTube. I have some content <laughs> planned for that. I blocked oh, a lot of time nice. to basically put away a lot more content. Yeah. Cool. So I can focus on writing my one-woman show. I want to do a Halloween uh, show next. Yes! <gasps> yes. Um, well, I am T-Rex in Chicago. I am at uh, a drag matinee every Saturday uh, and Roscoe's viewing parties every, what is it? Thursday now, <laughs> yeah. We have, uh, my birthday is on 420, and <gasps> we have special guest Jasmine Masters. Double. <gasps> yeah, and the princess, and Julia Starr from uh, Minneapolis. Yes, and love Julia. She's fucking great, right? She's so pretty, fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. And you, my dude? I am lucky.stiff on Instagram. I am luckystiff2, that's the number two on Twitter. And I am... Taking a teeny little break from doing most gigs uh, to try and like race to the finish on my thesis, but immediately, probably after this episode comes out, I'll be hosting and performing in the Northwestern Drag Show, which I'm super yes. excited about. Um, and then more to come. Ao thesis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Thesis. We'll see how it goes. I have it in my bag. <laughs> it's all marked up with angry like notes to me from me. <laughs> notes to me from me. <laughs> notes to me from me. Who right, better? Thank you guys for joining us. Clink, clink. And uh, here, uh, <laughs> you're just gonna bad, say it. Bad luck to clink. Uh, and yet we do it well, this every time. Okay, good. Uh, mine's We're, half full. Yeah. <laughs>